I can't believe that this thing doesn't work for shit. No, I'm not ready. I gotta make. I, I have to blow up my browser because this damn Twitter fucked me over. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It is August 6, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation audio publication, episode number 119. This is No Agenda. And coming to you from the minimum security containment cell in Gitmo Nation West, under threat of eminent domain demolition in San Francisco, California. I'm Adam Curry. And from Silicon Valley North, the lovely Silicon Valley North, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Hey, can you tell I got it back? I got it back. I got it back, baby. It's because you've been up all night last a couple of nights ago. Yeah, no, well, yeah, that too, but I'm actually talking about my, uh, my Fader Fox MIDI controller. I got a new one. It's working. Well, so somebody in Texas sent it to you. What? It's uh, I don't know if it was Texas. It's uh, um, ah, what's the name of the uh, of the store? Actually, I wanted to thank that guy. One of our producers sent a uh, sent me an email saying, "Hey, Adam, you know, you don't have to go all the way to Germany to get the uh, the Fader Fox. There's apparently a, a couple outfits in the states. I think this one was actually from San Francisco. Robots Speak. That's the name of the store. And uh, who was it that sent the email to me? Uh, F Shin Pete no P Shin. Uh, yeah, it's in that's in San Francisco. <laughs> All that work, All, yeah. So uh, I'm happy. I got a brand new uh, Fader Fox that's working like a champ. Yeah? Saying, yeah, show us say, show us your chops. Give us a sound effect. And now back to real. You hear me fading? Yeah, well, you were going in and out and making it sound like crap. Yeah, I heard wait, that. Wait, wait, now say something. Say something. Hello, ha, people. Ha, ha, it worked. I can fade you away. Perfect. I have control. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the disadvantage of the show. <laughs> so hey, man, uh, I, take all, I take all of the production upon me, yeah? So what do you got this week, Adam? I got a few clips we can play. Yeah, we can do clips. Uh, we could also launch right into it with... Um, with just an amazing new company, which I learned about, which uh, is is like a total Apple type company, only it's uh, a subsidiary, a wholly owned subsidiary of. Did you see that email came in this morning? I uh, no, I didn't. I missed it. I'm on the email now. Should I go look for it? Uh, no, 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 no. This is um, from one of our uh, from one of our producers, from Joe Carlson. And uh, bringing up his email now, he lives in uh, see, we, all the, these, these uh, billboards. Joe's one of my bloggers. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Okay. Well, he sent us a link to icorn.com. I would really appreciate you looking at icorn.com, John. Yeah, isn't that a, a, a hoax? No. Is that a hoax? I get the feeling it is, yeah. Really? I, I mean, it looks. it's very, very, very elaborate for that to be a hoax. Let me take a look. Right, so this is, uh, um, <laughs> if that's a hoax, then, then it's a really good one, and I deserve to be slapped for it. Introducing Icorn. Well, maybe it is a hoax. No, man, this is, it's like, gosh, let me see. Contact us. Let me see if there's uh, real contact information here. It's very elaborate. Anyway, Icorn uh, appears to be a company that sells genetically modified soybeans and corn. Are you still there? 
Yeah, no, I'm reading this thing now. I'm looking at this guy. He got OSU connection, which, by the way, is the colors of the iCorn logo, Oregon State, which apparently is is basically in bed with Monsanto. Yeah. In fact, we got some email from somebody with some, which I'll have to dig up for a future show that has a lot of documentation about that. Well, I'm just looking at all these different products, and they all have interesting interesting names, like 103.vt6. It has the maturity date uh, description. This, it, you really well, maybe th- it's a maybe it's like a. <laughs> if you look at the people behind Icorn, <laughs> these four guys and a girl, uh, <laughs> these four guys are wearing the exact same shirt. Yeah, you're right. Well, look at it. They've got their corporate office. They're, I mean, that's it's way too elaborate, John. This is how crazy it's become with these Monsanto fuckers. Is they now have companies with interactive, you know, Web 2.0 names like Icorn, and they're selling, you know, this genetically modified strains of of corn and and soybean, and and it looks so crazy that you can't believe it's actually true. But I think it is. Yeah, you might be right. I, I don't see any. I, I'm not one, finding the earmarks of a hoax. Here's the 104.7R, which is known as the... Oh, I love this. Hold on. They call it the uh, Roundup Ready Corn. <laughs> Maturity. It's new, by the way. You know, uh, how much... Do, how much... How much... <laughs> how many weeds do you need to... I mean, corn grows so fast and grows so tall that there's no weeds that can compete with it. Corn is a weed. But just listen to how they listen to how it, that's interesting that you say that the corn is a weed. Well, I mean, it's a grass, but it's a weedish kind of thing. I mean, it's like it grows like a weed. It's just, it's just a nuisance. So this is Roundup Ready, which I guess means it can uh, resist Roundup. Yeah. So 104.7R is a new 104-day Roundup Ready corn two that has excellent. Agronomics and it's a great fit on variable soil fields, medium and light textured soils. And it, so it matures in exactly 104 days. I mean, this shit is science fiction. Um, so this is uh, so this company's out of Cicero, Indiana. Actually, at least that's where they're registered. If you look into the domain name uh, registration, uh, you're already one step ahead of me. But just it, this is creepy, man. It's creepy, and they have. So they have corn that will mature in 107 days, 109 days. I mean, isn't that shit supposed to be kind of like natural and it's just like a hundred between 100 and 120 days? And now they've got uh, it down to an absolute oh, science. You know, I can't get worked up about it. I don't eat that much corn. Yeah, you don't eat any meat that has been bred on well, corn? Well, I actually would like to just only eat grass-fed. That's my point exactly. I mean, I don't want to get. I mean, this stuff is probably. I, who knows? I mean, I you caught me off guard with. I have to look into iCorn and see what they're doing. It's elaborate. If it's a hoax, it, it's way elaborate. No, I, think I don't it's think real. it's a hoax at it's this real. point. It's Sorry. Real. Yeah, and it's and it's freaking me out. It really is. <laughs> I can it's tell. Freak, it's freaking me out. Now let's get to your sound clips. Then that'll make me feel All right, better. Let's do a couple of the little lightweight ones so here. We don't uh, want to do the uh, Ministry of Truth. The propaganda, oh yeah, the Ministry of Truth. Well, okay, let's run the Ministry of Truth. Well, you gotta, set, you gotta set it up properly. Okay, so apparently there's a bunch of weird Ministry of Truth stuff coming out, by the way. And I, I, there's an email I also got that, uh, holding here from, uh, Atomic Man. I'm just gonna read part of this here. 
So there's a lot of disinformation about health insurance reform out, out there, blah, blah, blah. So the White House, you know, has a new policy. If you go to whitehouse.gov slash blog slash facts are stubborn things, uh, there, it turns out the White House is now asking you, if you get an email or see something on the web about health insurance reform that seems fishy, yeah. send it to flag at whitehouse.gov. <laughs> so we can go and nuke that person. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's like, and so now they have a propaganda minister working on that. I guess they have one for each new one, any one of these initiatives. But let's listen to propaganda ministry one clip one M- uh, MP3. That's on I'm here. Linda Douglas. I'm the communications director for the White House Office of Health Reform, and one of my jobs is to keep track of all the disinformation that's out there about. I love that the disinformation that's out there. It's my job at the Ministry of Truth. About health insurance reform. And there are a lot of very deceiving headlines out there right now, such as this one. Take a look at this one. Now, what you don't see, of course, because you're listening to us, is she actually shows a, a link on, uh, on Drudge Report. Yeah. This one says, uncovered video. Obama explains how his health care plan will eliminate private insurance. Well, nothing could be farther from the truth. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Nothing can be farther from the truth. Let's play instead of playing the short one, which is propaganda ministry two. Play pop propaganda ministry two dash long. This incorporates the the video that 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 was uncovered. It's been on a number of sites. Well, which which one? And I, you tell me. Listen to this and tell me that how does this? There's nothing further from the truth. I mean, I mean, what she said is just bull. You want me to play, play long, long or short? I play the long. My commitment is to make sure that we've got universal health care for all Americans by the end of my first term as president. I, I would hope that we can set up a system uh, that allows those who can go through their employer to access a federal system or a state pool of some sort. But I don't think we're going to be able to eliminate employer coverage immediately. There's going to be potentially some transition process. I can envision a decade out or 15 years out or 20 years out. I don't think we can eliminate employer insurance immediately. It's exactly what he's doing. He just said it there. Yeah, I know. What is she talking about? Was, was this part of her clip? No, no, she, this was pieced together. Everybody's done this a little differently. Her clip, she never showed the clip. No, no, she just said it's not true. And what my takeaway, by the way, because I I had a couple different, we pulled the same clips essentially. She goes on to say what people do is they take little clips and pull them out of context and then post it in a a form that makes it, um, you know, seem to uh, support you know, their lies. And then she subsequently goes on to show a couple of clips out of context to, to support her story. It's exactly what she's doing. It's unbelievable. She's not, she's no good at this. Shall we play uh, the shorter clip now? The shorter clip is just essentially the, uh, an excerpt from that other long clip. Yeah. Uh, play, let's see. Oh, okay, let's, well, well, so let, 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 me, let, me, let me just stay with that for one second. And you, you have to go look in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, at this link in the show notes at uh, noagendashow.com or noagenda.squarespace.com. And you'll see that she is literally saying, hey, you know, first of all, you've got to report on all these evil people who are, you know, disseminating lies. So that's like, Tattletailing, you know, this is like you got to be a tattletale. Scary, scary shit. And I love the email address flag at whitehouse.gov. By the way, go ahead, please send this show to flag at whitehouse.gov. It'll do them good to listen to us. 
And well, that's a great idea because that way uh, they'll have to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then anyway, she- <laughs> we'll do anything we can to get another listener. Wait a minute. Let's make sure we get their attention. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah! Okay. That should do it. People at the office are literally screaming that in the hallways now. <laughs> hey, Adam, good morning. Let's vote for jobs. <laughs> They're also happy they have a job. All right. I like your clips, John. What else you got rocking? Well, you know, just to touch on the Sotomayor thing is kind of interesting because the left-wing uh, talk show hosts are jumping all over, you know, the one or two guys who are, who are going to vote against Sotomayor, which is very rare for anybody to do that because it's like, that's a done deal. So why? So they're just making them look like they just hate, they hate the Hispanics, they hate the Latinos, they're a bunch of creepy, you know, Republicans, and they go on and on and on and on. And, that, and the most interesting clip I ran into was a testimony that, Orrin Hatch gave before the Senate, and it was actually very long, and I only took a small part of it, and I also cut the pauses out by hand. <laughs> because those, his pauses are damn long. Oh, terrible. <laughs> so I had to cut it, so I cut it down. It still has pauses, but it's not as bad. But anyway, so he pointed out the fact, he actually supported her at the beginning, and then when he grilled her at the uh, one of the hearings, he found her to be a little bit smug and uh, and disingenuous and wouldn't answer some questions that weren't that hard to answer. Yeah. And I, I look at, watch her now back, and she is very smug, but, you know, I, I think she'll be taken down a peg or two when she actually becomes a court member. But he pointed out that she's, you know, she's really not a supporter of, of individual rights. She thinks the Second Amendment is bogus. So nobody needs to carry gun, guns, so they just ban them all. She uh, isn't much for freedom of speech. And then when it comes to property rights, he's got this story to tell, and I thought this was just pathetic. She likewise gave short shrift to the fundamental right to private property. This is an express right in the Constitution. In Didden versus Village of Port Chester, Judge Sotomayor affirmed dismissal of a property owner's lawsuit after the village condemned his property and gave it to, to a developer. The Supreme Court incorrectly, in my view, had previously held in Kelo versus City of New London that economic development can constitute the public use for which the Fifth Amendment allows the taking of private property. Wait a minute, this is what I'm dealing with, eminent domain, right? Exactly. This is an eminent, an eminent domain thing. But this specific situation, which he, he bitches about the general eminent domain laws, but the specific thing with her is makes her look like a, just a, a hanging judge that is, that is horrible. In, in Didden, however, the village had only announced a general plan for economic development. No taking of anyone's property had occurred. Mr. Didden sued only after the village actually took his property. Yet in another cursory opinion that for some reason took more than a year to produce, Judge Sotomayor denied Mr. Didden even a chance to argue his case. She said that the three-year period for filing suit began not when the village actually took his property, but when the village earlier had merely announced its general development plan. In other words, Mr. Didden should have sued over the taking of his property before his property had been taken. But had he done so then, he would certainly have been denied his day in court because his legal rights had not yet been violated. This Catch-22 amounts to a case of dismissed if he did and dismissed if he did not. Once again, Judge Sotomayor gave inadequate protection to a fundamental constitutional right. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. She's, she's obviously in on the game. 
She's on the inside. She knows what to do. Well, anyway, I found it distressing, that story in particular, because that is a, just an example of uh, uh, the judiciary run amok. I mean, well, it's, it, unfair, it's totally unfair. I mean, the guy obviously, unless, yeah, he, it's, unless Hatch was full of crap and made the story up. Well, you know, I don't think many people know, but it is my understanding that you don't actually own your property anyway, which is the whole reasoning behind property taxes. You don't actually own the ground. You, you own real estate. Which is no, you do own the ground. You don't necessarily own the mineral rights. Mineral? Uh, are you sure that you absolutely sure that you own the ground? Well, first of all, you don't because it can be taken away under eminent domain. So you don't well, actually that, own you, it. But they can't just casually take it away under eminent domain. Well, apparently they can. I mean, they, just I mean did. they apparently do, but they're not supposed <laughs> no. to. You got judges like her. Yeah. It's also my understanding, John, that this is, I've seen, I've seen a lecture once. It was a really long, boring lecture. And some guy was explaining, a professor was explaining how you don't actually own your automobile. Have you ever uh, heard of this? Because you get a title, but that's not actually an ownership paper. Well, if I can buy it and sell it, as far as I'm concerned, that's ownership. Yeah. Dude. 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 Everyone have a drink. Did you see that video, the YouTube clip of them, uh, uh, tort, basically uh, destroying the Volvo that's been uh, flipping <laughs> around heard, the country. I actually have it in my box, but I haven't checked it out. Oh, it's it's fantastic. And this is when we're talking about the uh, the cash for clunkers bill um, uh, on the last show. And by the way, the day after or the same day, and I think it was the the Sunday New York Times. I'm reading this, you know, page 18, of course, that um, many many auto dealers are freaked out because you know basically the plan ran out of money they still are trying to collect their four and a half thousand dollars per uh, per destroyed automobile from the from the government coffers and they don't know if they're going to get money and so now you see all these disclaimers under cash for clunkers ads on television you know basically saying as long as supply lasts as long as government funding is still there so so you know that they're, they're not even uh Many dealers are no longer even participating because they don't know if the money is going to be there. They had this rush $2 billion extra allotment of money that they, uh, I think it passed the House. I'm not sure if it's uh, through the Senate yet. Um, but you see this video and you see all these cars lined up, these perfectly, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I'd take this, this Volvo that was sitting there, I'd take it right off this guy's hands, no problem. In fact, it's probably worth four and a half grand. And they pour some kind of sulfuric acid onto the engine, and they sit there, they gun the engine for about seven minutes until it just dies. So what was the point of this? It, when you look at it, when you see this destruction taking place, it feels really wrong. It's the video. It's, it's one of these magical video moments. That yeah, just, but what is the point? Who's doing it and why? Well, there's, we talked about this too. There's, there's many theories. I don't know. It's happening all over the world. Every country seems to have their cash for clunkers program. And is, you're, yeah, I know. But what is the point of, put, of ruining, of taking this car and not just sending it to the normal junkyard and, and smashing it, and that's the end of it? I don't know, John. It was. It. it, 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 it your assertion was it was. Uh, to buy American automobiles. I don't know. I mean, it makes I no sense that because they're doing this in in the, the Netherlands in the United no, Kingdom. No, I know. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the purpose of the video. The purpose of the video is just a, a someone videotaped these guys destroying these cars. Who's these guys? Um, I would say the dealership who's responsible. Dealerships don't do that. That's no, the not what they no, do. No, the dealer sells it to or you know sells it to the scrap guys, and the scrap guys have to get rid of it. So I'm, then it's the scrap guys. 
You can see, you can, you see in the video, you see all these cars lined up, all their hoods are open, and one by one, they're pouring sulfuric acid or whatever acid onto the engine. They gun Sodium the engine until it dies. Is what I understand. Yeah, details. But it's well, painful. I don't know. I mean, I it's used painful to, it, you know. to watch. That's my point. You look at it, this video hits you right in the gut. It feels horrible to see this. It's almost like watching someone put a, a dog down. He's like, yeah, oh. no, I understand what you're saying. You're saying it seems like a waste of resources to take a perfectly good automobile and, and scrap it in this manner. At our cost, yes. But the uh, last time I looked, uh, and I used to inspect uh, Schnitzer Steel. Of which is which is a recycling company? Hank Reardon Metal, yes. <laughs> Reardon Metal, of course you it's, did, John. It's uh, it's you not are. the way they do it, but okay. I'm waiting. It's just it just seems like the thing was it, it just seems like a the I I have to go look at it now because it seems like it was just rigged for effect. The video, yeah. I'm just saying because okay. I mean it. Just the whole thing. There's just, just something doesn't add up. And I know there's the the, the, the right wing is extremely against the clash, cash for clunkers thing because they don't like the idea of giving money away, and they specifically unless it's to bankers, they specifically don't like the idea that this actually resulted in a, I guess quarter of a million cars that sold, and uh, like instantly. And so they've they've been against it, like, and they don't like the idea of another two billion going to it. Personally, the, the money, as far as I'm concerned, is still coming from the same pot, and I'd rather see it going to, uh, to jobs. The <laughs> John, than, it should be going to jobs. John, isn't that what was promised to jobs, us? Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Circulating a billion dollars worth of money into the private sector by buying and selling cars is contributing to jobs. It's not contributing to the manufacturing, although it's keeping the car companies going. So I don't think it's not going to jobs. I mean, it sure is more than giving a trillion dollars to bankers so they can keep their bonuses. Mm -hmm. Well, along these lines, of course, uh, we have the awesomerecovery.gov. And uh, I, I think we should probably touch briefly on the, uh, the $18 million contract. But I went there yesterday on my uh, smoke break at the office. There's a uh, there's a new uh, feature on the side, John. And what might it, this be? It's the chairman's corner. <laughs> and this is a, a little blurb written by uh, Earl, Earl who is the uh, the chairman of uh uh a the uh, recovery.gov. And first of all, this is do they have to pay another 18 million to get this guy signed up? Well, it it's part of the uh, 2.0 initiative, but what the two things caught my eye. Um, first of all, I have a feeling that whoever writes stuff coming out of the White House is it's the same guy, you know. Because halfway down this page, if you go to the uh, the chairman's corner, you know, he's like under a separate contract. So of course, he's actually he's talking about the website under a separate contract awarded by the General Services Administration. We're working with an a new design team to upgrade recovery.gov to a web 2.0 site, which, by the way, costs about $18 million. That is a second-generation website that will be user-friendly, interactive, and provide you with state-of-the-art mapping technologies that will improve your understanding of the data we are displaying. And here it comes. Let me be clear, colon. We will be displaying vast amounts of data. This let me be clear thing, it's like... It's it's a giveaway that it's the same person or the same department writing this shit. 
It can't just be a meme that everyone's latched onto so crazily. Or am I uh, am I out of control? I'm not going to argue the point. So most of these things, you can run a uh, you know you can run analysis on some of this stuff, and you can almost pinpoint who it is that's writing it. But obviously, this guy's not. Unless he says, "Let me be clear." I mean, if you keep hearing it enough, and they all obviously they're saying they are saying it a lot. I mean, Obama says it constantly. So there's there's a couple of let uh, me be clear as opposed to what. So there's a couple of things he mentions. He mentions another news site we need to look at, John federalreporting.gov, which uh, I encourage you to go to. Uh, the site is uh, is basically one page, and it says the online recipient reporting tool is expected to be available for the quarterly report due October tenth, two thousand nine. It's got it's a, it's what uh, it's an online portal apparently uh, for contractors and grant recipients to report their spending of the money. Of course, this is not you know it, it's all like opt in. Hey, I got my money. I, I might as well go to that website and put some numbers in there. But it's pretty interesting. Federal con- It says right here on this page, federal contractors are not required to report on July 10th. And there's all these federal register laws and regulations. It's, you know, it, it doesn't seem like the reporting is quite as transparent as, it's a, as it was uh, made out to be. And then there's this whole thing, if you go back to the, to the chairman's corner, this, uh, the last paragraph, citizen IGs, help wanted. And uh, it's about the analysis of how your money is being spent. That analysis is vitally important to us here at the Recovery Board. I like to think of the many millions of Americans who visit recovery.gov as citizen IGs, investigators who will help us find irregularities and possible misdeeds. So, citizen, well, IG, citizen IG Dvorak, uh, we've been on a little bit of a quest, haven't we? I have to say, but you know, if we're going to do that kind of investigation, let's go to Muckety. <laughs> which is uh, lucky that kind of shows the interrelations between people, and we put in Earl Devaney, who is who we're talking about. Yeah, map of Earl Devaney relationships is interactive. You can move around. So his main connections are use of Department of Interior, uh, the Recovery Act Transparency and Accountability Board, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Somehow, Jack Abramhoff. Hey, the Minerals be- Management and Service uh, Investigation, and the U.S. Secret Service. <laughs> so awesome <laughs> well his relationship to Abraham is he investigated him he's a cop yeah they're all cops they're all co- well and and the idea of course is okay that you know we want oversight done by people who have some investigative background but wouldn't you want more like a regulator no uh, I mean, even an investigator I mean he's a secret ex-secret service agent is that what it is I guess and I mean, it's what it says on Muckett. He says he was an agent there. So is how is was he an investigative agent? As an investigator, does that make him a manager? I mean, I'm just not getting this. Well, of course, uh, our producer John Steck, who has just been on fire lately, has uh, has really been getting all of the documentation uh, on the Smartronics, the company that was contracted for eighty million dollars to build this interactive new design. And, uh, I, you know, I looked at the PDFs and everything's been taken out. It's all redacted. It's like pages and pages of black, which exactly the parts where it says how the money's being spent. I, I don't understand. And then it's all under the guise of, well, you know, we don't want uh, these companies have to give up uh, competitive information about how, how they build a fucking website. 
Yeah, please. <laughs> it's 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 messed up. Uh, let's see. Here's the, here's the quote. Well, here's the funny thing. I, I uh, Bite Law sent me this uh, quote that uh, Devaney gave when he was Inspector General, I guess, investigating the Department of Interior. Short, of course, short of crime, anything goes at the highest levels of the Department of Interior. Declared Earl Devaney. This was a New York Times article. So. Uh, I'm thinking, well, maybe he's taking a hint because it sounds to me as though spending $18 million for a $500,000 max um, website is anything goes. So he just he says, well, you know, I, saw what I've, I looked around. I saw the Department of Interior. Anything goes. Well, let's go for it. Yeah. I'll bet you he goes around in a limo. <laughs> Anyway, all of these links, the PDF, everything, it's all in the show notes at uh, noagenda.squarespace.com. And you'll see you know, the proposal, which I read, which they were awarded this $18 million contract on, $9 million to start with in phase one, which is guaranteed another nine if they continue. I've written these proposals myself. It's it's almost a template, you know. Yeah, we'll have uh, secure backups, offsite backups, you know, we'll have... Uh, and, and by the way, the government is providing all of this. They're providing the uh, the server facility. They're providing the connectivity. So these guys do nothing. No, but I know. We looked at the country. These guys aren't doing in. anything. They're walking a server in, and then like, oh, and we're providing these awesome uh, data, you know, huge data feeds like RSS and Atom, so that uh, citizens <laughs> can provide mashups of complex data structures. It's like blah blah blah. You know, we wrote that in 1998. Except we could never get more than like half a million for it, which, by the way, was outrageous at the time too. I'll be I'll be very honest about that. But eighteen million, it's just it's messed up. And well, uh, nobody's calling them on it except us. Yeah, nobody cares. If we're going to go to the stupid government sites, I think we have to immediately jump to this one. Okay. H H H or HHS dot gov. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, okay. Our producer, Audrey Hyatt, gave us a link to this. And I guess you did, found the small step adult and teen page. Oh, hold on. Let me find it for you. Yeah. There are many ways that you can make take small steps toward better health, and you can do it today with an exclamation mark. <laughs> wait, wait, let me bring up that page. This is a government it's site, by the way. It's too funny. Uh, let me just finish reading while you're looking for it. Yeah. We provide over 100 tips below to take small steps to a healthier lifestyle for you and your family steps that are simple and free <laughs> choose from any one of these small steps who's was this like an ad copywriter that's writing this stuff this is definitely not the same person so this is the department of health and human services and these are tips for you to stay healthy from your government by the way yes so do you have the page i can't find it oh yeah well i've got it i printed it out just for that reason Okay. Uh, let me just go over some of the things that you should uh, do, according to your government. Uh, under drink, uh, use fat-free milk over whole milk. Drink water before a meal. Drink diet soda. This is this is my favorite. You know, please, if it has aspartame in it, please drink it because Donald Rumsfeld drinks it too. Consume alcoholic beverages in moderation, if at all. <laughs> Order your latte or hot chocolate with fat-free skim milk. My favorite was, uh, don't eat any portion larger than your fist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it has like a whole fisting connotation to it that really just like... Actually, it's, <laughs> it's smallstep.gov, John. That's the, uh, 
That's the site you. That's the site you want to go to. Okay, smallstep.gov. <laughs> smallstep.gov, and then it's under Learn More, I believe. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> Why fat-free milk? Because it's been processed. That gives some, you know, these these processors. I mean, it gives it the ability to make extra money. Yeah, and then there's a, but the dry, the diet soda thing is really pathetic. Don't eat late at night. Don't skip meals. Don't skip breakfast. Don't take seconds. No, John, do yard work. <laughs> skip buffets. Take dog to the park. Eat all. Eat off smaller plates. <laughs> Fetch the newspaper for yourself. Don't make your wife do it. Wash the car by hand. Run. When by the way, there's like two hundred of these tips. <laughs> Dance to music. Share an entree with a friend. <laughs> Eat more celery sticks. Stop eating when you are full. Choose smaller sized snacks. Oh my god, it's too Try funny. a new fruit or vegetable. Ask your sweetie to bring your fruits or flowers instead of chocolate. <laughs> what? Honey, could you bring me fruits and flowers I instead of <laughs> She doesn't want to fetch the newspaper anymore. Hey, thanks government. <laughs> when eating out, ask your server to put half your entree in a to-go bag. <laughs> Be adventurous. I'd like half in to, to go back even before I taste it. Thank you. We should print this out and take it to the next restaurant we go to. This is what the government advises. Here, be adventurous. Expand your taste to enjoy a variety of foods and physical activities. I mean, is, this must be a, a twenty million dollar website, John. This is a this is real oh, yeah. two point oh, stuff. Here. Try thin slices of avocado on a sandwich or sprinkle some nuts on a salad. <laughs> How about do sit-ups in front of the TV? Yeah, now that's now we're talking. Or skate to work instead of driving. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that was big on the Bay Bridge. <laughs> am, I, am I Hans Brinker here on the Bay Bridge? <laughs> yeah, take a walk or do exercises in... Oh, do desk exercises instead of a okay, cigarette I or coffee I hate people break. who do desk exercises. <laughs> they should be shot. <laughs> Somebody, oh, let me do some desk exercises while you clowns work. Be active. Walk the dog. Don't just watch the dog walk. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> this is crazy. There's a comedian writing this material. Here, this is a good one. Walk briskly in the mall. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> This is this is off the hook. <laughs> here, here, when walking, go up the hills instead of around them. Okay, now I've heard it all. <laughs> Don't walk around that hill, young man. Walk up the hill. You shall be good and strong. You get a dog and walk it. I mean, who the hell comes up with this shit? Try it's 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 just it's endless people you got to go look at this website it's just an eye roller it's not an eye roller it's a knee slapper a thigh slapper okay it's a knee slapper you're right it's too funny oh okay stop i can't handle it <laughs> that crap is too much for me and that's a real website smallsteps.gov <laughs> i just love it man all right, so uh, moving along here, I got Please. another one, you, what, another no, clip, another clip. Okay, good. All right, here are the the two ding. I hate to be negative uh, and grumpy, harsh, <laughs> but what? the two dingbats who wandered into North Korea because they're going to do a story. They think they're sneaking into their high school to steal some, you know, questions for a test. I mean, now, these idiots. are Americans. Who are these? 
Yeah, there were two American journalists. They walked across the border and they were captured. And they've been in, you know, prison for the last you know, month or so. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like a logical thing, you know, don't go uh, hiking in North Korea. No, they were going to sneak in. They were thinking they were James Bond. Oh, okay. They were working for Current TV Al Gore's operation. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went in there, and, there's, and there were idiots. And uh, by the way, the right-wing talk radio guys are, the North Koreans kidnapped them, and we should have taken our gunboats and blown them out of the water. You know, they just went on and on with all this bull. Meanwhile... They finally, you know, got their release. Like, so Clinton had to go get them. Yeah. Did you see those pictures? It looked like uh, like he was next to Kim Jong-il, but Kim Jong-il looked like a cutout. It didn't look like a, the I, real dude. It looked like a cutout. I thought there were two cutouts. <laughs> it's like inflatable Clinton, inflatable Kim Jong-il. It, was, <laughs> it looked as fake as they could be. But anyway, so here's the two women uh, after they got brought back into the country and uh, and this one goes on and on with this with this kind of uh what am I playing long- here? 30 hours 30 hours ago okay 30 hours ago Yuna Lee and I were prisoners in North Korea who did, Anna Lee did she say that that's her the, there's she's the other one okay but it's not Anna Lee Nemitz, is it from Wire? No, no. It's a, these are two. No, this is Anna Lee. Is Anna first name Lee, second is Chinese. Okay. We fear that at any moment we could be sent to a hard labor camp. Okay, stop. This is clearly current reporters who do exactly what they do on current TV is try and stir up the shit. They went looking for it, and now we could have been sent to a prison camp. And then suddenly we were told that we were going to a meeting. To have some Cabernet. (laughs) After she says meeting, she sighs. Let's listen to that again. To have some Cabernet with Kim Jong-il, a meeting. To a meeting. (laughs) Like a (laughs) 10-year-old. We were taken to a location and... (laughs) When we walked in through the doors, we saw standing before us President Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, there's a million I jokes can't there. Wait, I can't wait for the rest of it. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, they're clapping. They're clapping. Who? Where is this? Who's clapping for this? This is a little crowd. There's Al Gore standing there, and a, a couple of the family members, and just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a clownish dude, setup. Dude, so so isn't this dude? Dude, isn't it like Gore said, "Hey, Bill, 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 listen up, dude. I got a good one. Listen, dude, you you go. I'm going to send these two boneheads there. We'll get them picked up, and you go catch them on the other side, dude. It'll be cool. <laughs> Watch this shit, man. We were shocked. But we knew instantly in our hearts that the nightmare of our lives was finally coming to an end. To the complete strangers with the kindest of hearts who showed us so much love and sent us so many positive thoughts and energy, we thank you. We could feel your love all the way in North Korea. It is what... Okay, wait, wait. That's the end I'm of listening it. That's, to this. That's the end of the clip. I'm listening to this thinking, is there any way we can send them back? <laughs> Please, let's get rid of them. This is crazy. 
What what is the point of this? It's just a distraction. Or, or is it a setup for Nothing something? Nothing to see here, news. It's it's a setup of some form. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. You know, I can I can totally see Al Gore and, and Bill Clinton dreaming this scheme up. I can too. It's so pathetic. And they, and you're right. These are the two dummies that would do it. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, how so- stupid can you be? <sighs> I mean, then I that, but then the, all these people that are that are not only defending them, but saying they were kidnapped, it's like bull. I mean, yeah, you kidnapped. It's like you know you were in, you were in somebody else's house and shot. Oh, they were shot in you know they weren't. It's not like shooting somebody in the street. I mean, this is ridiculous. Everybody knows this North Korea is not a place you can just wander into. Well, let's just especially let's just, to get a story. Let's just follow the steps for a second. So they go in, uh, and this is by their own admission they were going in to get a story. They were, yeah, they're two journalists from Current TV, and they were going to sneak in right. through China. Current they TV, even, you know. Current TV, which by the way needs a hot story because they're running out of money. Their their IPO uh, didn't happen. You know, they're they're in severe. They're laying off people left and right. The entire gaming division was just laid off. Yeah, they're over here in San Francisco, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so you know, people from Current are coming over and trying to get work with us, which you know, we only got so much to go around. Uh, so, so they desperately need a big story. They uh, they get kidnapped, and of course, this is now the big story on talk radio. So I can see where it was maybe a setup to either a help current TV, b raise Bill Clinton's profile, because of course Al Gore said, "Yo, yo, Bill, dude, dude, get your ass on the plane, man. Get over there, go save them, get them unkidnapped." You know, it's something like that, but it's just pathetic. Well, I mean, the two of them listening to them whine. I mean, it was just they had any sense they would have come out and said, we'd like to thank everybody for helping us get out. We'll talk about this later in the press conference. Or They could have done anything but sat standing there, you know, acting like a couple of kids, it, it, whining and talking about the the vibes that they felt from people. I, you know, I don't it was know. a bad vibe. Yeah, dude, when you when you walk into North Korea, you can expect some bad vibes. It's a known fact. They should have noticed. Clinton flew into North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> no worries there, eh? Through the front door. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> to pick up Sneaking some Cabernet. Sneaking somebody's house. <laughs> hey, it's time for another installment, John, of... Shadow Puppet Theater. In the auspices of complete transparency and not working with lobbyists, uh, President Obama's administration is... Uh, Picking a lobbyist for the U.S. attorney, a copyright Another lobbyist, one? a copyright lobbyist, no less. Oh, God. Deputy Attorney General Neil McBride, who listed in 2007 as a lobbyist with the Business Software Alliance, in other oh, words, the Mi- BSA, Microsoft, the that's Microsoft, if you call yep. them, Microsoft picks up, has been named by the Washington Post as the most likely candidate to fill the role of U.S. attorney in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, so uh, another lobbyist uh, coming in. And you I know, thought, if I'm not mistaken, if I, I I could be wrong. You could be wrong, John. You could. But be. when Obama was running, he said he wasn't going to hire any lobbyists. He thought it was a plague. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what happened there. Well, maybe we misunderstood. Maybe they cut. Maybe it wasn't recorded right. Maybe he said he's going to hire only lobbyists. <laughs> maybe we just misunderstood it. Oh. Man, oh man. Okay, so well, let's go. We're going to talk about misunderstanding. Let's go through the. Uh, I have a clip here that's kind of funny. And in fact, this is one you have to keep on the on the machine. This is the no taxes uh, medley, which is a bunch of things that were put together of, of Obama saying he's not going to raise taxes. Give that a shot. I can make a firm pledge under my plan 
no family making less than $250,000 a year, which includes 98% of small business owners, you will not see your taxes increase one single dime under my plan. Not your income tax, not your payroll tax, not your capital gains tax, no tax. We don't need to raise taxes on the middle class. You will not see your taxes increased a single dime. I repeat, not one single dime. Okay, now, so Greta Van Sustrand uh, decided to put a couple of other clips together, which were was uh, just play cannot rule things out clip. Well, that was the president, and over the weekend, Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner was far less concrete. The president has said the taxes won't go up for any Americans earning under $250,000, but it doesn't appear he's going to be able to keep that promise if you're going to bring the deficits down. George, again, we can't make these judgments yet about exactly what it's going to take and how we're going to get there. But the very important thing, and no one is going to care about this more than the president of the United States, is for people to understand that we do not have a choice as a country. White House Economic Advisor Larry Summers was asked about Secretary Geithner's comment. Does Summers think a new round of taxes is coming for middle-class Americans? Oh, there's a lot that can happen uh, over time. The priority right now, and so it's never a good idea to absolutely rule things, rule things out no matter what. You know, Geithner is uh, is on a real tear um article in the Wall Street Journal, which of course we'll also put in the show notes, uh, he apparently is, uh, is turning into uh, Rahm Emanuel with his, uh, with his language. Uh, Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner blasted top U.S. financial regulators in an expletive-laced critique last Friday as frustration grows over the Obama administration's faltering pan- plan to overhaul U.S. financial regulation. Geithner told the regulators Friday, enough is enough! said one person familiar with the meeting. Mr. Geithner said regulators had been given a chance to air their concerns, but it was time to stop. Among those gathered in the Treasury conference room were Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke, of course, uh, SEC Chairman Mary Shapiro, and FDIC uh, Chairman Sheila Baer. It's a a fine trio, that is. Uh, Further, according to the Wall Street Journal, Friday's roughly hour-long meeting was described as unusual, not only because of Geithner's repeated use of obscenities, but I wish I had some audio of that. Uh, We we need to get some audio of these obscenities, because a lot of these guys like to cuss. Yeah, but because of the aggressive posture he took with officials from federal agencies generally considered independent of the White House, Mr. Geithner reminded attendees that the administration and Congress set policy, not the regulatory agencies. This guy is, he's flipping out now. Of course, he's also a former Goldman guy. You just might want to, uh, might want yeah, to add Yeah, I bet you they cuss a lot at that company. At the Gold, of course they do. Dude, the Goldman guys, they're, they're evil. They're cussing a lot, I think. The, uh, so, uh, by the way, I want to pick up a couple of uh, callbacks here. Just to, Next time we talk about the, uh, that software $18 million deal, we got to not forget to mention there's no software warranty with it. Wait a minute. We're spending $18 million and there's no warranty? There's no, no, they're just, no. Why would there be a warranty? <laughs> they probably cost another $18 million to make it so it's warranted. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just, just the way it is. 
So, yeah, no, Geithner's going to probably, maybe he's trying to get fired. I mean, I can't imagine his job being much fun. Well, there's a lot of movement going on. The, uh, the acting cybersecurity czar announced her resignation. This was um, Melissa Hathaway. And she was she. How was, did these people? They so they only been in office for six months. Why are well, they quitting already? Well, I'll be fair. She was actually um, brought in by Bush, and she was supposed to stay on for I believe two or three months and do a cybersecurity review, and then she was asked to stay an additional sixty days. Now she has completed the review, which, by the way, wouldn't mind under the auspices of transparency. Wouldn't mind seeing a report. Wouldn't mind knowing what the review said. Um, and she's now stepping down. She's saying, uh, I think someone else should uh, take over this because what's happening is there's a big fight going on. You've got Larry Summers, who we just heard from, who is the National Economic Advisor and uh, resident uh, sleeping guy. He um, He's fighting, saying it, uh, that the cyber czar should report to the economic part of the administration and, of course, then you have the National Security Council saying that it should report to them so they can't decide under whose post this, you know, this cyber czar should, uh, should, should fall and who, who the person should report to. And so now uh, we've got front runners for the cybersecurity czar. Why, why do we use a former Russian word for a, a post in our government? It's not a former Russian word. It's, it's a, cur- a Russian current word. Russian word. <laughs> In recent weeks, new front runners, according to Wall Street Journal, uh, include a former Clinton assistant defense secretary, Franklin Kramer. And uh, here's my favorite. Uh, Howard Schmidt, a former top security officer at eBay. And uh, neither, huh. one, neither one have, uh, have commented. Um, so, by the way, the, uh, maybe one of our producers can track this down, but I'm un- of the understanding that before the uh, in the early days of the Roosevelt administration, he did a similar thing. A lot of this, by the way, is derivative, the stuff that Obama's doing. Uh, Roosevelt had set up all these characters, but he called them dictators. Oh, even better. Why don't we, I think we should go uh, back to that. But then he dropped the term after, after Mussolini or Hitler or somebody gave the term a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> there were a couple other guys who gave that a bad name, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're just staying on uh, some Goldman dudes. The uh, the CEO. The, the, you, if you don't think Goldman Sachs is is the mob, if you've ever seen Goodfellas or, in fact, any any mobster movie, this is exactly what they say after a big heist. So Goldman Sachs CEO Lloyd Blankfein which is a fantastic name, is now telling employees of the bank, hey, man, tone down the spending. Don't make any big purchases, okay? We don't, we don't need the attention. <laughs> this is exactly what the mob says. Hey, man, don't buy the new car. Don't buy your girl, don't buy your girl a fur coat. You know, we don't want the they feds. they shoot you if you do like they do in the other one. Probably not extreme. I mean, it's... It's just it's un- this is according to the New York Post, so you know take it. Don't with a grain well, of salt. but would you want to transition there? Sure. Uh, so New York Post is owned by Murdoch. This is a good <laughs> it <was> awkward, <laughs> oh awkward segue. It's hurting. The segue is hurting, but go with it. It's uh, owned by Murdoch. So remember, last week we talked about how the New York Times had reported that um, uh, that Oberman and uh, O'Reilly were told oh, by yes. their pr- to, to shut up. 
Right. Well, Oberman came out immediately. There, like the next day that he first time he gets on the air, Oberman, you know, the guy with the big head, he came on. The, <laughs> you he's got see his him in, have, have, have you seen him in HD? Now, now that I have a, a plasma, it's frightening. <laughs> it's you like, don't want to have little kids in the room. Dude, that dude's got a big head. It's monstrous. It's astonishing. Which usually, by the way, according to Merv Griffin, uh, is guaranteed success on television. And yeah, he, that's your theory, too. And, of course, uh, Vanna White, Pat Sajak, all big heads. Yeah. So, um, anyway, and people with small heads do look funny on TV. So, uh, he, so Oberman says there's a bunch of bull, and so he came out and did his worst person, and he just said it was Murdoch. And... <laughs> Now, so I, I, I clipped a few things, some of the boring parts out of this, but you might want to play the clip, Fox Worst Person. Now, before you play it, I I believe that this is going to, if because if Murdoch sees this thing, if there was actually some sort of a gentleman's agreement between uh, Murdoch and Immelt, who's the head of NBC, or a, a head of General Electric, I think this will irk him to no end, and that would mean that, that uh, and and the thing about Oberman is he's got good ratings and he's on a roll and he thinks he owns the wait, place. Wait, wait. So, so just to recap, there was a deal struck between NBC and Fox that they wouldn't be talking shit about each other's chairmen after O'Reilly went after the chairman of NBC or actually the president of GE, I believe. Yeah, the CEO of GE. The CEO of GE. And so now we've got the NBC side of the feud now bitching at Murdoch, who of course runs Fox. Let's uh, listen to this. That's the first time countdown number two story tonight's worst persons in the world. Brought to you tonight by Fix News, celebrating six days without having fired Glenn Beck, even after he called the president of the United States a racist, and even after they basically claimed he didn't really work for them. The bronze to Brian Stelter of the New York Times, front page story, front page story Saturday, about a quote deal in which, as the headline read, voices from above silence a cable TV feud. Problem? Mr. Stelter asked me at least twice last week if there was such a deal, and I told him on and off the record there was not, and I told him I rather obviously would have to be a party to such a deal, and I told him that not only wasn't I, but I had not even been asked to be by my bosses. And he printed it anyway. <laughs> but our winner, Rupert Murdoch. How would you like to be Roger Ailes right now, or Bill O'Reilly, or anybody else who thinks they decide what goes on, even for a minute on Fox News Channel? Rupert Murdoch, according to that New York Times piece, has muzzled Bill O, kept him from speaking his mind because, as the Times put it, what Bill O said, quote, could create real consequences for Fox's parent corporation. How dare you muzzle O'Reilly, Mr. Murdoch? How dare you, sir? You know, this is this has to be considered. And now, back to real news. You know, Absolutely. That's all that our news stations are doing. They're just bitching at each other. No one actually talks about any news. It's no, I mean, when's the last time these... I mean, Oberman is, is, is the biggest... I think he's kind of buffoonish the way he does it. Uh, I mean, they did have some good material. I mean, uh, the, the, the show that actually has some content, I think, is worth watching, especially if you're a right-winger that wants to listen to left-wing people that actually do some research, is Rachel Maddow, who is a somewhat of a... Uh, Lesbian. Well, she, no, she's an outed, out, not outed, she's an out lesbian, she's an, a lesbian, but she also has a certain smugness to her that's somewhat annoying, but she has, I think, the best staff, Which, because they dig up a lot of really good dirt. Yeah, I, don't, I just watch her because she's lesbian. Well, that, you know, she's, some people would, I just would go sit there that. and I just kind of imagine it, you know? So now, I, I do have a mad out clip, because there's well, something wait, wait, that's... But, is it a mad out clip from Rachel? Yeah. Is it a good clip and it's not real news? 
it's 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 an it's an interesting clip from the perspective that it gives you insight into what's wrong with her show. Oh, okay. Well, I'll listen. Uh, to that. She has like all these good researchers. She digs up a lot of interesting stuff. She finds a lot of these, you know, uh, astroturf grass, phony grassroots campaigns that the Republicans try to do. I can't yeah, believe you're it. actually saying she has a good show. It's not a good show. No, I, and I'm saying she has a good. She has the best staff, and she has. A, she digs up a lot of good information. I'm not seeing any place else. Okay. Her as a show, it's dull. Yeah, but the, inf- the, I, the information she has, I see everywhere. It's not. There's no, nothing I don't see new. I, 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 I disagree. But we'll, we'll. I'll have now. You're going to make me watch the show more. Yeah. Just well, like you're pulling clips. It. Like you're going to waste a minute of my life with listening to to her. If this I can't is, no, see it's her, not it's her. not she, worth it. Well, you're not letting me set this up correctly. All so right. You already. You, you apparently hate the woman. I don't. <laughs> I don't hate the woman. It's just, <laughs> you hate her. No, there's all kinds of other real news to discuss, John. And now we got to talk about feuding okay, news we're networks. Put the clip off. I'm putting the clip off. Oh no, I'm playing it now. Now I'm playing it. Um, no, but you can't play it until I set it up. No. And if I don't set it up, it won't make any sense. Is it any good? Uh, let me back up. I'm, it's an example of why the show sucks. So why would it be good? The group's paying to run this ad that features you. No, that- no, no, don't run it. You can't run it without me telling you what it's about. <laughs> you will obey. Yes, yes, Dr. Dvorak. I'm listening. Okay. She gets these... Here's the problem with her show, and probably why nobody can watch it for too long. She... I don't know who books her guests, but they bring in these dummies that are just unbelievable. They brought in, and then, then they, when they bring somebody who's a newsmaker, they brought in Mark Sanford's press, apparently his press guy, quit. After, you know, he's the guy, he was the South Carolina governor that had the affair with the woman in Argentina. Yeah. He quits, and so she brings him on thinking he's, she's going to get some dirt. And all she gets is about 15 minutes of propaganda about how great Sanford is. Now do she I put, was unbelievably frustrated. Now I so in this, this case, she she's running this ad about in Nebraska. They're running this ad after they're going after the uh, it's another health care ad, and they're they're going after the governor or or the senator there. It's a senator who's apparently got a bunch of money in from the health care industry. He got like a couple million dollars or a million dollars or something like that. By the way, all these guys are going after all these guys that are collecting money, and they always mention that in passing that they're going to be corrupted by this money, and then they say, well, and don't forget, Obama got 18 million, more than anybody combined, and but he's okay. Because, you know, Obama can't be corrupted. I always find yeah, that In fact, Rachel Maddow, Maddow would be the one who says Obama can't be corrupted. She's an Obamatron. Oh, yeah, and so is, uh, so is Olbermann. Olbermann is actually the one who had a whole list of these people, and then he mentions in passing that, you know, Obama got $18 million, but yeah, it's okay when he gets it. So, so Maddow bring, brings up this idiot who is doing this ad in Nebraska I think she's going to get some insight from him because he runs a coffee shop and he can't afford health insurance. And so here he goes. You got to play. This is Maddo's guess. And this is why the show sucks because she keeps bringing these idiots up. Um, the group's paying to run this ad that features you then announced that they would triple the amount of money that they're spending to run the ad. They're both sort of raising the stakes on one another. What do you make of the way that this is being fought out? Do you feel like it's constructive enough or how do you feel about it? I'll tell you exactly how I feel about it. I think my position represents the Democratic wing of the Democratic Party. 
Barack Obama was elected in this country and under his platform was to get health care done and I think we need to get it done. Michael Snyder is the owner of the Sizzlin' Skillet restaurant in Ralston, Nebraska. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to Ralston, Nebraska, but if I do, I'm going to leave a really large tip when I eat at your restaurant. Uh, Mr. Snyder, thanks very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Good luck to you, sir. Right. As I predicted, a full minute of my life I'll never get back. Thanks, John. I, I really appreciate that. that, that it was worse if you saw the guy. That, that's just fantastic. I, I, I really appreciate I that. I, I thought I'd been enlightening you a little bit. You, you mentioned $18 million. There's reports. I love these reports. I just got to go off on a, on a tangent here for a moment. Um, there was an $18 billion transfer out of Iran uh, in 2008. Part cash in uh, dollars, part in gold, 20 metric tons. And <laughs> reports that I have links for in the show notes uh, will tell you that this $18 billion was actually transferred to uh, Barack Obama's personal bank account. And uh, Okay, where'd you get this one? Well, th- there's a couple of things going on. First of all... Um, Iran, the Central Bank of Iran is now openly talking about this transfer and trying to figure out who, who, who well, the, the money went to Turkey, okay? So that, that we know. Now, there's been a lot going on with Turkey recently, John. We've been seeing everyone showing up in Turkey, right? Everyone's going and visiting Turkey, including Barack Obama, um, Hillary Clinton. You know, very unclear what they're all doing there. But now the Central Bank of Iran is questioning the transfer of a container, a container filled with this gold and, uh, and cash. And it was apparently uh, transported by, let me see, of course an arms dealer, I'm sure, Esmel Safarian Nasab, who moved it to uh, Turkey in 2008. And this apparently was the actual war coffer for Obama. Now a couple other things that tie into this. Um, let me see where I can find this, the links are a little bit all over the place um, but if you this article where I'm getting this from translates to the uh, the end of times of three warring factions the Muslims the Jews and the Christians and it looks like there was some kind of coup attempt that was being set up in uh, uh, the United Arab Emirates. And for three months already, Prince Bandar, who was uh, Bush's buddy, he's gone missing. No one can find him anymore. Uh, You've got Obama, who is, uh, according um, according to this article, has taken this money from Iran... Where where is this article? I'll send it to you. Send it to me now. No, because you're just going to ridicule it. So it's on Prison Planet. I no, think. it's not on Prison Planet. It's not. But what I like about it is, you know, so we've got Madoff sending money to to uh, Israel. We've got Obama somehow, and it's just implications, uh, you know, working with Iranian money or working with Iran. And then we have my favorite, of course, and this is something that is in the news here, 
is um, Eric Prince of Blackwater, now with Xi, who is being accused of murdering people who are going to blow the whistle on him, that he is actually sending over you know, his hundreds of thousands of private troops who are people yeah. who purposely go over to kill Muslims. That was an interesting story. Uh, but let's get back to the uh, – let's go to that in a second. But let's go back. I got a copy of the Pakistan News Agency's version of this, which is – I think comes out of Russia. Ru- Russia, by the way, is the one that stir up these stories. I love – well, I love the Russians. Uh, we, Russia, love, we use their Russia, words yeah, like but, czar. You know, they're, they're starting to play games here. Russia shocked over $18 billion Iran payment to Obama after failed U.S.-backed Saudi coup. coup. This is, wasn't the United Arab Emirates. This was Saudi Arabia Saudi, we're talking I'm about. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Something fishy about this story. Well, meanwhile, Obama and uh, Medvedev had a little call the other day. So everyone's talking to each other. Everyone's talking. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see how it shakes out. Now, let's let, let me just throw one little thing in here. I've always been highly suspicious of all the money that Obama collected during his. Um, run for the president mm-hmm. because it was all you know like they they bragged forever about it's all it's the individual five dollar donations Bullshit. We, so they didn't have to report hardly anything because everything was coming in nickel and dime <laughs> no in in gold dude it didn't come in nickel and dime uh, no but they had to, they had to launder the contribution somehow so in other words, you take eighteen billion, and then you find some way to divvying it up, set up some 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 server someplace that can start to accept this kind of uh, PayPal, PayPal thing. PayPal, yeah, exactly. And you start pumping the money in five bucks at a time, and as individual contributions, and then you don't have to do any reporting on it. So you can take the gold bar because you can't you can't give somebody even twenty thousand dollars without having to sign up. So so here's here's some more connections. Okay, so the. Um so, I mean, this, I'm saying it's within the realm of it's possibilities. It's within the realm of possibilities, but this guy, the Esmail Sarafarian Nassab, he was the, the guy in the middle of the arms for hostages deal, the uh, Iranian hostages. That was back uh, when uh, uh, George Bush Sr. went to free the hostages with, I believe, my uncle, by the way, uh, which, of course, got, you know, was great for Reagan with his uh, election, the, the whole October surprise deal. Yeah, no, this was in 1979 when uh, it was Carter who was the president, and Bush was uh, apparently sent as one of the CIA guys or something. Right, but it's the same guy. It's the same players. It's like this, you, you've got, I mean, there's something going on. Okay, so you're getting this from some Russian news site. Yes. Yeah, that's what I figured. Well, at least it wasn't Prison Planet. I'll, I'll give you that much. Thanks, baby. All right, but, you know, the Russians are the experts in disinformation. They're putting this out there for some reason. No, American citizens are the experts at disinformation. That's why we have that woman who tells us to... <laughs> that woman. <laughs> that, 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 that woman. That woman. If your neighbors are spreading bad news about the government, tell us. Don't worry. You'll remain anonymous. Nothing will happen. <laughs> You'll be safe. This always reminds me of a policy somebody explained to me once that the Disney Corporation apparently uh, used at their one of their facilities where they had a lot of people working there, and they would 
they would not really encourage people to, to kind of tattle, as it were, on their on their fellow employees. And so, if you went into uh, the boss and said, you know, Jeff over here, he hasn't come into he doesn't come into work. I mean, the guy's goofing off. He's on the phone all day talking to his friends. He's not doing any. Uh, he just sucks. He stinks. <laughs> They'd fire that guy. That guy. <laughs> like, hey, thanks for telling us. You can pick up your, your cardboard out. box on the way out. According to uh, Bloomberg, which uh, still does pretty good reporting, I'd have to say, and I think probably because they don't have editors or or there's, there's have, it's such an online system that stuff gets posted very very easily with a lot of not a lot of editorial going on. Uh, from yesterday, President Barack Obama, top U.S. military commanders are being pressed by senators and civilian advisors to more than double the size of Afghan security forces. Um, this is coming from National Security Advisor Jim Jones and the new U.S. commander in Afghanistan. Uh, to boost the Afghan National Army and police force from current levels of 175,000 to at least 400,000. Uh, Lieberman's on board. This place is. This is our Vietnam and 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 uh, Obama's be, our Lyndon Johnson. Beyond. Oh yeah, this goes beyond Vietnam. It's just uh, okay, senators Joseph Lieberman, chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, and Carl Levin, chairman of the Armed Service Committee, wrote to the White House in a July twenty first letter obtained by Bloomberg News. And meanwhile, in in Gitmo Nation East, and God bless them, the Brits are finally starting to get pissed off and taking to the streets. Now they buried another eight of their boys. These are boys, by the way, who are my daughter's age. She knows some of these kids who are being sent over to Afghanistan for the second or third time. And the Brits are going, "Uh, excuse me, mate, excuse me, what are we there for? They're finally waking up. You know, they're like, hold on, why, why are we in Afghanistan again? What what exactly are we doing over there? So I bless them. To get Bin Laden. Yeah, bless those guys. Oh, man, there was a whole bunch of Bin Laden news. Uh, I'm sure you, you may have even blogged about it. Some uh, whistleblower uh, saying that Bin Laden worked for the CIA right up until 9-11. Did you see no, that? No, that's a stretch. I'm not <laughs> buying that. <laughs> okay, I Although do. It might be, you know, there might be a way to, you know, the idea if you can make it sound as though Bin Laden was working for the CIA all along, they might, you know, get him killed by one of his compadres. Well, of course, we know that he was working with the United States. We've got, you know, all kinds of. Well, yeah, but that was years earlier. That was during the Ru- our war with Russia. Yeah, what I'm, was I'm that? Sorry, years Afghan's war with Russia. Yeah, <laughs> years earlier, it's the '80s, John. Not not all that long ago. It's <laughs> what. Most people that listen to stuff on the TV aren't even born by it. They don't even. Nobody remembers that war, which is the only reason why we're concerned about it. I guess. Of course, you, you remember the Second World War. I was <laughs> a century in the Revolutionary War. And now back to real news. Just so we don't get taken out back, get two to the head, and put have the gun put in our left hand, uh, John. A large lake in Chile disappeared overnight, leaving in its place a giant pit 30 minute, meters deep, placed in dry soil. This is according to the National Forestry Corporation of Chile. So there was a lake, and overnight the entire thing went dry. You want to know what happened? It leaked out. Nope. A UFO sucked it out. 
<laughs> and I've got pictures. <laughs> and you'll find those in the show notes at noagenda.mevio.com. Pictures. Yep. The UFO sucked all the water right out of the lake. What would they do that for? Well, they were thirsty. Well, how much water do they need? It's a huge lake. The UFO must have been massive in size. There's also brand new crop circles uh, showing up again near Wiltshire. It's like every week there's a new crop circle in the UK. Every no, single they, week. They, everybody knows those things are fake. John, you cannot make these. These are not fake. They're off. You cannot. <laughs> it's impossible. John, I will, I will give you. Okay, because they're made with, all of a sudden they show up in one day. John C. Dvorak, here's my pledge to you. I will give you my entire bar of gold. Free, you know, completely yours to keep. If in one night you can replicate this without anyone seeing you, That's well, you could probably do a lot of stuff without anyone seeing you out in the middle of nowhere. It's not all that far in the middle. It's Wiltshire. It's, 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 it's the United Kingdom. It's not like you know the backwaters of a, of uh, down south. It's it's Wiltshire. And if you can create this crop circle. And you know, you know, I don't, I'll, if you, even if you can do it in broad Send daylight. Send me a link to the crop circle now. I want to see what it looks like. Okay, hold on. In fact, you can do it in broad daylight. Let me get it for you here. So uh, let me get this straight. So aliens have a flying saucer, and they come down, and they say, "Let's make some stupid design down here just to confuse the locals." That I wouldn't say that's necessarily true. I think it's uh, it maybe it's not done by aliens. Maybe it's Mother Earth doing it somehow. Oh, <laughs> don't 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 ridicule yeah, let's me! Get Devorah. those Chinese girls back on. <laughs> Here, if you can make this, you can do it in broad daylight. I give you two, I give you I give you twenty hours to do. No, I give you fifteen hours to do it because that would be the the time of darkness. Wow, that's a beauty. Yes, it is. You do that one in fifteen yeah. hours. I give you all my gold. So, what documentation do we have that that's not either a photoshopped picture? That oh, we're please. looking at, which oh, is please. what I'm thinking. Please. Have you seen all the pictures? Scroll down, John. These are aerial photographs. This is a different one. No, it's the same one. I'm talking to look at the... There's Okay, there's one. In, oh, I see. Okay. Oh. oh. It's, it, oh one it's bar of gold. Big. That's not that big. It's okay. You, you make this with all the detail. Look at all the swirls. The guy's the obviously into embroidery or something. <laughs> You know, he could have taken a year to do this, for all you know. No, John. There are people do who... They have, I want to see a picture of this same field taken the day before. I'm not... Look, why are you arguing the point instead of taking my challenge? Within 15 hours, from start I to finish... I can't do it. I, don't, I'm not, I can barely draw a circle with a line through it. Anyone. Anyone listening to this show, if you <laughs> circle through the line through it... <laughs> Stick, stick man theater. If you could make a stick man, John, <laughs> just a stick man in a, in a wheat field somewhere. Anyone who can create this within 15 hours, you can do it in broad daylight. Go ahead. Make this. Make this. Uh, and, and I'll give you well, my bar of gold. You can see he had a tractor because there's a lot of tractor things going on. That's fine. You can use tractors. You can use whatever you want. Make it. John, you couldn't even, if you, you couldn't even trace this with tracing paper from the screen picture. This guy, this is performance art. It's like street art. It's like graffiti. Yeah, it's alien graffiti. I'll, I'll oh, give you they, that. Why would an alien bother? Well, why do people bother doing graffiti? <sighs> okay. Some alien decided to, 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 to deface this guy's uh, 
empty farmland. I'd like to know what the, the, the dark brown parts are. There's no crop down here. It's not really a crop circle unless it's wheat. John, I think you should just give up while you're still ahead. Still, still. You still haven't taken on my challenge. <laughs> All right, let's okay, move. Okay, I'm doing it. I am taking on the challenge. Yes, okay. I would like to hear from any engineers out there that can help me with this, and we can start to divvy up the money. Yep, that's right. One bar of gold. And I'll give you a, a hacksaw with it so you can divvy it up with your minions. Yeah, we'll cash <laughs> it in and take the money from the Federal Reserve folks. <laughs> Greece announced on Friday it would vaccinate its whole population against swine flu. And they are very proud to be the first country to in- introduce such a broad measure amid the current pandemic. The government intends to, quote, vaccinate all citizens and residents of the country without exception. Congratulations, Greece. Our country will be among the first to obtain the vaccines, but they will not be used before the official international and European authorization. It's a race, John. It's a race which country gets to, gets to, to, to shoot up their citizens first. <laughs> Why do they just shoot their citizens? <laughs> it's a race. This thing is uh, it's great. The, um, in uh, in Gitmo Nation East in the, in the UK, you've got people calling the swine flu hotline which is a bunch of, you know, the same people who take your order for, uh, for Nutrisystem. And, uh, and they're now diagnosing you based upon a, a script. So you've got people with like measles who are being misdiagnosed, kidney failure being misdiagnosed. It's all, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Stupidest, <laughs> stupidest thing in the world. Just if you, you know, if you got the flu, go see your doctor. And, uh, they don't want you coming in. You got the swine flu, man. Don't come in. <laughs> Don't come in, man. You got, well, that's where you get. A, you are assigned a swine flu buddy and a and a registration number, so that your swine flu buddy can then go get your uh, Tamiflu, which uh, is making kids sick everywhere. Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about last week. This propaganda started appearing out of the blue. I'm not sure why, but I'm starting to see these stories left and right about, oh, these kids are all getting sick. And you start looking into it, and the documentation is pretty scarce. I mean, for one thing, you have to remember, how many doses of of Tamiflu do you think have been delivered over the years? Uh, I don't know. 50 million. So now one or two kids have gotten sick, supposedly. Now, the other thing is most of the people who get ill from Tamiflu tend to be uh, in Japan. And uh, the Japanese have their own manufacturing. It's one of the few countries that doesn't go through Roche or whoever makes Tamiflu. I think it's Roche. Uh, they they got a special licensing deal because they didn't like whatever. I don't know what the, why they did this, but they decided to make it themselves domestically. And this is where most of these reports are coming from. Uh, the report that I'm looking at, and this is a Belgian translation, was a uh, 103 kids participated in a test. Uh, 95 received uh, uh, was it oseltamivir, which is uh, Tamiflu. Uh, 85 of the 103 actually used it, so they had some, uh, some what, what do you call that, a, a blind test or whatever. More than the half, more than half, 53% um, had adverse side effects such as... Nausea. Nausea, yeah, nausea. Oh, nausea. Cramping. Oh, I'm sick. I'm nauseous. 12% uh, had sleep deprivation, nightmares, and 20, 20%, I think it's pretty high, 
uh, develop psychi- psychiatric problems. Yeah. Okay. Have you have you taken your Tamiflu yet? I love this story in uh, in the Dutch press, though. A famous uh, singer. He was on vacation, and uh, uh, someone who was near him came down with what they call the Mexican flu. Of course, it's not swine flu in uh, in most of uh, in most other countries. And he get, he goes on television saying, you know, it's real. I'm really I'm really lucky. I mean, it was the the it was a magazine. I thought it was television or a magazine. He said, I'm really lucky because you know I have my Tamiflu vaccine with me and I take it every day. I'm like, huh? The guy's taking Tamiflu every single day, and he calls it a vaccine. Well, I guess he's got his uh, terminology wrong. Uh, it's it's kind of a replication because you see the same thing with celebrities all over the world now who are saying, "Oh, you know, I'm protected and I'm ready, and I can't wait for my shot." And uh, it's yeah, kind of- it's, a, it's it's all part of a huge propaganda scheme. It's pretty interesting. I mean, instead of Rachel Maddow looking for these crazy things the Republicans Thank are doing, you. Thank you. Now she should be going after sense. this stuff. Then nobody does, by the way. But it's not just her. I mean, Chris Matthews, uh, Oldman. People listening to the show, you don't watch. Turn off your television. Just don't watch anymore. It's useless unless you're watching C-SPAN, which, by the way, YouTube has removed every single of the 6,400 C-SPAN clips put up there by C-SPAN Junkie. Because of course it's violating the trademark of C-SPAN. Don't we no, own C-SPAN? Who, who asked for a takedown? Because the, if you look at the terms of use that that C-SPAN publishes on their website, the, everything that they do, all these videos that they make, are public domain, and you could put them on YouTube if you want to. The C-SPAN Junkie user channel, a nonpartisan archive of short clips taken from C-SPAN broadcasts of events in the Congress and Senate, has been the home of the vast majority of YouTube videos of uh, Ben Bernanke, Geithner, Paulson, and others being confronted in Congress, as well as Ron Paul's speeches on the House floor. A total of more than 6,400 videos in all have been pulled, hundreds of which featured the Texas congressman. Whether or not C-SPAN itself requested that YouTube pull the channel is unknown, but it is clear, clearly in the public interest and constitutes fair use to show blah, 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 blah. Well, this- it's, it's, it's in there. It's, uh, go to C-SPAN.com and take a look at what, what they allow and don't allow. And they themselves, except for certain, I, in fact, I don't even know if there's any exceptions to this. They have made this stuff public. It's public. You can, that's, you know, you can, you want to take a clip of the whole and put it on your blog, you should be able to do it from the way I'm reading it, the go terms to, of use, the terms of service, the go, go user to, stuff. John, go to cspanjunkie.org, and you'll see, well, you'll see this story, but if you scroll down a bit, you'll see, hi, everybody, at the insistence of C-SPAN, this website is being shut down. I will no longer be making any future posts on this. The new website, earth2obama.org, is where all the daily posts are now being made. C-SPAN is out there busting this guy, telling him he can't use... C-SPAN junkie can't use their C-SPAN trademark. Well, maybe that's the reason, because he's using their C-SPAN trademark as though he's part of C-SPAN. C-SPANjunkie.org? I mean, come on. Besides, what difference does it make? I'm not going to argue the point. I'm just saying. I love the sign he's got up at the top under new management, and he's got the White House there. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a known fact that C-SPAN's, uh, the guys who run C-SPAN are, are fairly uh, uh, liberal. 
Well, I agree with you. I, I thought that was like the whole point of C-SPAN is that that's like public domain stuff. You can do whatever you want. Well, here I'm going to read from the C-SPAN website, C-SPAN's copyright policy. C-SPAN holds exclusive copyright in the video of all public affairs programming it produces. Although C-SPAN is the only news media organization that regularly televises the legislative, legislative proceedings of the U.S. House and Senate, it does not hold a copyright in that video coverage. The government-produced video is in the public domain, which means that it belongs to the American people and may be used without restrictions of any kind. So how does that fit in with this guy's complaining? I don't know. I don't know. All right, John. You and want to do- listen to this. C-SPAN permits non-commercial use of its video coverage of federal government-sponsored events, which is the stuff that they produce. In other words, they also let you do this, so long as C-SPAN is identified during the use of the, as the source of the video. Wouldn't... Uh- it being on a website called cspanjunkie.org suffice? Well, you'd think. Keeping a C-SPAN logo on the screen during the use is sufficient to identify C-SPAN as the source, which is going to show up anyway, so that would be fine. So something's wrong with this story. Well, anyway, YouTube's taken uh, all these videos down. They just turned must- off the channel. Well, the YouTube's, you know, well, you know, YouTube has probably got somebody there who doesn't like, you know, this guy probably has a yeah, kind how of How about Eric uh, Schmidt? <laughs> Would that be somebody? Eric Schmidt, you mean who's on Obama's, uh, one Econ- of Obama's? Econom- yeah, economic board. Yeah, that advisors. guy. Advisors. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're making Obama look like an idiot. You know, it's probably not something that uh, Eric Schmidt likes, and so he just called, tells the YouTube guys to pull it. I don't know that that's happened, I, but I, I'm sure that somebody made a decision because I can read this again. It does not hold a copyright in that video coverage. You can use this any way you want to. I, that's one of the reasons I've picked up a few C-SPAN things and posted them on on YouTube myself, so I could use them on the blog. And I I read, read this in advance. I always check to see how these guys want to deal with copyright. Know if I'm going to get in trouble. And I read it, this, and it makes sense to me that you can put anything you want except the stuff they produce, which is what you know, book you know, book talk, and some of the things where somebody's chatting right. about something. Right. Well, maybe we should call the new. Uh our new buddy, who's uh, going to be the, uh, you know, our lobbyist buddy, who's going to be the new, um, the new czar. Oh, that, this is, what is his name again? Um, our buddy, we can't even remember his name. <laughs> the way we are. Him. Don't tell him. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> our new buddy. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Our new buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, the, the census questionnaire is underway in... Uh, in Texas, I just wanted to read this one uh, to you, John, speaking, because you are such a civil liberties maven. Uh, some North Texans are wondering uh, if these questions are not a little bit too probing. Uh, so the census is done once every 10 years. It's time once again. We know that the census, uh, in fact, uh, someone quit. I forget who it was. They, uh, who, who was that guy that they were going to bring in and he quit because he didn't like the fact the census was being moved uh, into under control uh, inside the White House? Yeah, I remember, but I don't remember his name either. Okay, so here are... Yeah, we'll get a clue here. Let me see some of the questions here. Uh, the questions once answered about where you work, how much money you make, what time you leave for work each day, down to the hour and the minute. Is that normal for a census? I'm, I'm questioning this uh, story's uh, fundamental uh, basis of fact. Basi- oh, really? Well, yeah. I, I think I have the census here, actually. Hold on. I think I have a PDF of it. 
questions planned for the 2010 census and American Community Survey. Oh, that's new. Wow. Okay, I have I have the actual file here, John. This is interesting. Uh, should we do some of these questions and you answer them? Well, truthfully? if you send me a copy right now, real quick, and so I can look at it. Okay. Don't get all huffy. Now this isn't on Fark or Onion. <laughs> no, it's it's CBS11TV.com. I'll, I'll take that's a local uh, station. Here's the somewhere, uh, yeah, somewhere where there's a CBS on Channel 11. Okay, here's there's the PDF for you. 2010 census. Okay, let's see some of these questions. Boy, this thing is big. You know, it's funny. There's some kind of sound. It sounds like a gunshot that's just coming from your end once in a while, like every five minutes. Are you okay? Are you okay? I, I, I've had to duck twice. I don't know what it is. How is this person related? To, I'm telling you, it keeps this, this gunshots going off. Is this a, okay. Every time a window opens up in Firefox, I think that's what's causing that sound. Really? Yeah, because I just opened one and you just said there was another gun. You know, gun. there's something really weird with Firefox uh, recently. For, all of a sudden, uh, for instance, we get this with uh, with Dropbox. There it goes again. Stop that! Uh, I didn't do it that time. Damn, Dropbox.com. This now it's happening every three seconds. There must be something else going on. Maybe yeah, some- no, that can't be Firefox. Anyway, um, from time to time, you go to a website and then <laughs> I'm hearing the, it do you too. You hear these shots? We're like getting shot at, man. Let me close something here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Nikki, are you okay? Are you shooting at me? Oh, it is her. It is her. She's Turn just... down your Mickey. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing up there. Um, from time to time, you get this page that says, this is an attack site. And uh, and we've determined that it uses, e- and then it lists a couple of things that are illegal. And so somehow, and it's tied into Google. So when you're surfing around, I guess if you're logged into Google or something, then Firefox also throws up this page that says this site you're trying to go to is an attack site. Do you want to ignore this warning? Do you want to continue? Have you seen this thing? Yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. But this is new. I haven't seen this. This is something brand new. Uh, it may new. have something to do with your virus protection, too. I'm not no, sure. No, no, no. I have a Mac, and I have nothing. no virus protection turned on. It's something oh, that's of course. in Firefox. It's in Firefox. You shouldn't all be using Firefox on a Mac. It stinks on a Mac. Let me see. Um, use Safari. Here you go. Tell me. This is. A- is that you? What do you got? A real typewriter there? No, I'm, I'm. I'm taking off my headphones to listen. No, it's something else. It's not in the house. This is weird. I'm going to close. It's probably some fucking rollover on some stupid ass site in the background that that fired like punched the monkey or something. Here it is under <laughs> the monkey. What are you living in the nineties? <laughs> under security on the new Firefox. Here it is. Tell me if the site I'm visiting is a suspected attack site, or tell me if the site I'm visiting is a suspected forgery. This is new defaults in the new Firefox that uh, that you just get magically hmm. and it's a real bitch because you know we're sending clients to dropbox and other places and even some of our stuff has javascript that all of a sudden firefox decides is dangerous and it throws up this page but it's but it's getting its data from google now i don't like it it's by default and so by default it's sending your shit to google that's what's happening anyway oh yeah well google's got everything yeah they got, they got so my email. uh which is why they shut down the youtube uh, c-span stuff i suppose yeah. have, have you looked at this thing yet i'm looking at it now and it's like uh i don't know well you got to scroll down a little bit 
I'm down in page. Uh, oh, so I'm on page thirty nine already. Okay. Do you see any of these questions about when you leave for? Here it is. Last week was this person on layoff from a job. Yes. Skip to question thirty four C. So they're gonna send. They come. You know, I have never had. You know, over. I I've never had. I had a census person come by the house once, and it was actually recently. And she just came up and she said, "Oh, I'm with the Census Bureau, and I have a question." And I said, "What?" And she says, "Is this is this only one family lives in this house?" That's about and the I only said, question yeah. they should ask, right? And I said, "Yeah." And she says, "Okay." I said, "That's it." Yeah, yeah. Bye. Boom. So, that was the end. So of it. here's last week. Were you looking for a job? Was this person laid off for a job? Were you temporarily absent from a job? Have you been looking for a job in the past four weeks? So that's unemployment figures. I don't know if that's appropriate. Industry occupation. Are you an employee of a private for-profit company, local government, self-employed? I guess that's kind of appropriate. Uh, what location did you work last week? Give me the address uh, and, lo- and exact location. What time did you usually get to work last week? How did you get to work? How many people rode to work in the car, truck, or van? Well, we're Mexicans. Of course, 30 people. Is that, is that the answer they want? Work status last year. How many hours did you work? I think that goes a bit beyond census, John. Well, they want to, they want more data for the purposes of, of the Commerce Department, so they can develop all kinds of models of how to spend money and you know read to, how to gerrymander the area so they can get you know stay in office longer. There's a million reasons for this. I don't think it's any, anything to do with anybody personally. Okay, John, answer this question: Does your house, apartment, or mobile home have a hot and cold running water? B a flush toilet? See a bathtub or shower. I'm on the same exact page. Sink or faucet, stove or range, or refrigerator. This is, I guess, to you know, tell how many people are hicks. Which fuel is used most? Do you have a flush toilet? Yes, no. <laughs> how many acres is this, is your mobile home on? These, I, I don't know. So, what's man. your point? I think it's more than just, isn't the census just who works here or who lives here? Isn't that supposed to be it? I think it was originally, but as you see at the top of every one of these, like house heating fuels, question number 10 has been asked since 1940. So they show you that these are not new questions, uh, which fuels use most for heating the house. But if they already know the unemployment figures, why are they asking you if you're employed? Or are the unemployment figures not correct? If they already know all about the health insurance, why are they on page? They would like to. Well, the problem is the health. The unemployment figures are based on you know they 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 based on the kind of numbers that come in from these agencies that pay unemployment insurance, and it doesn't really keep very good tabs on what's called the I think it's U six or whatever it is that the the true unemployment. So it might not be a bad idea to find out how many people really are unemployed by asking. All right, want to wind up with one of your clips? You have a couple left, and we really got to. No, I don't have any left. I only have a letter. Yes, you do. I'll tell you what you have left. You have. Parking bullshit. Oh, parking bullshit. And inflatable Anderson Cooper, which I refused. Oh, Gulfstream 550, is that good? Ah, yes. Play the Gulfstream. This shows you that, you, that the mainstream news occasionally does a real story. Play it. Next to Capitol Hill, where members of Congress have spent a lot of time recently telling business executives to tone down their spending in these days of economic austerity. So it is ironic that in a spending bill now making its way through Congress... There's tens of millions of dollars for airplanes to fly members of Congress. Yay! As Jonathan Carl reports, it's your money. 
Call it Jets for Junkets. <laughs> Congress is poised to spend nearly $200 million to buy three of the highest-performing passenger jets in the world. The Gulfstream 550, capable of flying non-stop from Washington to Beijing. I love it. It's green. That's a nice plane. It's a, it's a damn nice plane. Parking bullshit as the last one. Yeah, this is a this is a kind of a long clip, but but this is a uh, I just set it up with. We've got you know in California we're broke, right? And and there's yeah. a couple of towns around here that are really broke, like Oakland and San Francisco too. And so they've decided to gouge their their own citizens, gouge with all kinds of scam parties. And, and you know instead of policing, do we have a lot of police? There's a lot of murders, but nah, forget doing anything about that. Let's get more money in. They got 2.5 million dollars in on this one scam in Oakland where it, it, and I want to warn anybody who's in this area, if there is a even if it's not marked, if you even suspect that there is a it's a bus stop and you stop and let somebody out of your car for just a split second, you're subject to a $250 ticket, and they're in. They're laying in wait. <laughs> and this starts off with a guy being interviewed that got st- st- hit with it, and then a little discussion of the problem, and then they talk to a cop who says, eh, it does, they don't have to paint the curb, and then they finish up with the rest of the parking stuff. They're gonna, there's, it's going to be a revolution in Oakland if they keep this up. Play it. In a barrel. I feel kind of cheated a little bit because I'm just doing my job. I'm not there parking or parked, just dropping off, and there's no passenger zone. Not that knowing it's illegal is necessarily easy. First of all, you don't see anything on the roadway warning you. The curb's not painted a red or any warning color. And one of the no parking signs is missing on this particular block, which means drivers, the only clue they have that they're breaking the law is the fact that there's a bus shelter and one no parking at any time sign down there at the mid block. There's no sign. It's not painted. There's, there's, there's very little warning. They have signs say no stop, no parking anytime, and the marked bus stop. And uh, the marked bus stop indicated by a vehicle code saying it doesn't have to indicate by a red curb. And this is such high traffic, it's hard to keep the curbs up. Well, the sheriff's deputies tell us that they don't give everyone tickets. So, as a matter of fact, they said if they completely enforced it all the time, they'd probably give out twice as much. But I've got to tell you, the station agents here at the West Oakland Barge tell us that sometimes the cops just perch themselves right down there and just line up the tickets one after the other. Dana? I suppose the literal meaning of parking does not apply in this case, like turning off your car and no. getting out. Stopping right. only. All right. Now, the- this is not the only policy that has people upset in Oakland. Is no, it? there is another ticket protest going on to balance the budget in this cash-strapped city. The city uh, council not only upped the price on me. Hey, John. Yeah. I'm really fucking bored with that. Goes on forever. Uh, they've also changed the hours. Now they have to put money in the meter till 8 at night. Well, this is all just a part of it. And if we just if we just all bow down to it, then fine. We deserve exactly what we get. Anyway, so that's going on everywhere. I mean, like at the front of the offices at Mevio, they uh, it's five it's it's a quarter for five minutes. Five By minutes, the time you yeah. put enough quarters in, the, you've already lost five minutes. And if you look down up and down the street, it looks like the town is deserted because nobody can park in these things. So they go down in the you know as far away as they can and find some parking that's cheaper. It's ridiculous.
All right, John. Do we want to talk about some donations? We want to keep that for Sunday. We're way over time. What if if we don't? We have to do one of two things. We have to either go to three shows a week or or do something else drastic. Well, maybe cutting off the the, the conversation at the hour point would be a good idea. Well, I was ready to cut it off, and you came in with your stupid Maddow clip, which just (laughs) killed the entire buzz completely. (laughs) You hate her. No, I don't. I hate talking about idiot news channels that do nothing that has anything to do with real news. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm just pointing out to people that maybe if they gave us some more money, because this week we got very <laughs> after last Sunday we got, we got no, a oh this good is it. we got no money, so you pulled shitty clips. That's it. So the point is, is that you know if you want us to go to like a bunch of commercials, I mean we actually need some some contributions here. Dvorak.org/na or uh, noagenda.mevio.com, and we'll fix the. Uh, there's a link problem with the uh, night thing on that particular page. Oh really? What's the problem? It doesn't work. <laughs> but go to dvorak.org/na and that'll work. And I think you have something in curry.com. So uh, please help us out this week because we're uh, we fell behind a lot. So someone here is saying uh, Mevio should host C-SPAN Junkie. Yeah, of course we will. Just upload it if you can get them back. If you can get them back from YouTube, uh, he probably has them somewhere. Usually, you, when you send some up to YouTube, you keep a copy. Yeah, well, I'll send the guy an email. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, I want you to do that. It's a really good idea. All right, on Sunday, should we do a little less uh, news about uh, news channels? When's the last time I did that? About an hour ago. (laughs) Before that. (laughs) It's just a buzzkill. Well, it's only a buzzkill because you made it a buzzkill by moaning. I didn't realize you hated that woman so much. I don't 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 hate the woman. It's... We're making it worse. The news is already bad enough with all these people doing is just yelling at each other, and then we're actually highlighting it. Yeah. That's my point. Okay, well, I'm not going to do it again. There you go. Oops. That didn't work. <laughs> I meant to say... It doesn't... I can't do two at the same time. That sucks. Hold on. You will obey. That's what I meant. Mm. All right. Coming to you from the uh, minimum containment security cell. Um, the minimum security containment cell. Shit, it's a jail, okay? And there's a wrecking ball outside. I'm in Gitmo Nation West, San Francisco, California. My name is Adam Curry. And I'm here in sun... Well, actually, it's not sunny today, which is kind of depressing. Uh, Northern Silicon Valley. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be here again Sunday morning, same time, on No Agenda.